Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm really excited to be joined today by Damla Aktikin, who is a healer, coach, writer, and crystal healing teacher and enthusiast. She helps other self-healers and healers move beyond their energetic wounds and shine brighter than they thought possible so that they can show up fully in their lives to heal themselves, their families, and their soul tribe. She's the creator of the Chakra Bliss Healing Method that simplifies healing with crystals, author of life-changing daily practice journals and crystal healing journals, and the creator of the Crystal Healing Simplified Online Course, and a few other things. So Damla, I'm just excited to have you on the show and dig into some of this stuff because we haven't really talked a lot about energetic wounds and all this stuff on the show. So I'm really excited to have you here. So welcome. Me too. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So we'll start with just share a little bit about, you know, how you got into doing the work that you do and, and what led you to this point. Well, my own healing and transformation for one thing, um, the healing crises multiple that I have been through. And it started with, I had a health crisis in, 2001, while fresh out of my um, MBA, business administration master, I launched into the corporate world. And then I found myself with um, chronic migraines. And that led me to going on and a search of alternative paths, which led me to yoga, to meditation, to mantras. And then in 2012, I gave birth to my daughter through an emergency c-section and that led to its own beautiful spiral because what I had known up until point um so with my education of engineering and business I was in very much with my mind and then with yoga and with, um I was switching to my body I was teaching full-time um at that point when I became a mom and managing a yoga studio and then with this next crisis though becoming a mom I actually completely lost my connection to my body so what I knew the mind-based or the body-based approaches weren't working I needed a completely new look and perspective in life which led me to discovering crystals and diving deeper into mantras and sound healing uh, and EFT tapping, and all of which I now know, looking back, were vibrational healing tools. So it's not just with the mind that we can figure things out, I've learned, or just with the body. <clears throat> we need to look what's common across all of those. And what's beyond those is our vibrational uh, beingness, which is we don't 
contain we don't end on our skin we are uh beings of electricity and vibration and light that extend beyond our skin we have energy fields so now i am uh, i'm a healer and a coach and a crystal enthusiast i explore these with my clients <laughs> awesome there's so much there we can unpack. And, you know, I've been, and I've shared multiple times on the show, but because I'm in this PhD program that's based in quantum physics, like what you're describing is actually explained by quantum physics. So, you know, we are energy and light and kind of this connection of stuff that is how we, how we show up. And so it's really interesting to just look at how that relates to our healing capabilities too. But in diving, I'm also really curious about crystals because in chiropractic school, we used to always joke, you know, everyone would ask about was crystals on your national board exam and they weren't actually. And I know there's a lot of, a lot of power um, inside of that. So let's dive in. Like, let, let's first start with, because I know you talk a lot about energetic wounds and I was really curious about this when I came across you and, and we connected. So can you explain like what, what is an energetic wound and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. <clears throat> So anything that is not that or that hasn't been life-giving or life-affirming will leave a mark on you. And it's not just going to leave a physical mark in the case of physical abuse or accidents or violence or surgeries. It will also leave an energetic mark in your system, um, which will get triggered over time. Mm -hmm. But what I find as a healer is that... First of all, my entry point is the chakra system. We can talk a lot more about that. Yeah. And I also, through my journey of um, daily self-healing practices that sort of led me to healing others, I've discovered that I'm able to sense and feel into these fields that we're talking about, the quantum essence, if you will, and then sort of sense what knots might be there. <clears throat> And in those knots, we when we enter them, we find there are multiple things. There's the experience of the physical, there's the emotional, um, there are other elements of uh, beliefs that got uh, etched into our system. Mm -hmm. So my job as a healer is to look at the create a container to look at those with you and begin to sort of unwind that ball of yarn that has been created in your system, which by the way, you feel in your body as discomfort. You can also feel it as bursting emotions or numbing or avoiding strategies like addiction or closing yourself off. So the, the wounds show up in different ways, but usually what happens is we are susceptible to be wounded through our genealogy or through the way we were born or through what we already absorbed from our mom and our environment. We usually get um, our first wound affects one or two chakras and then things build upon that. Uh, and we can unpack that too. But uh, for me, a wound is sort of the entry point to discover, okay, what hasn't been seen, heard, understood there yet. And then um, together with a client, we might go in, or you can use some self-healing tools um, to begin to touch that. But in my experience, you, you, you kind of need a guide. If, yes. if it's an especially like tangled up wound, you need someone to hold your hand and not get overwhelmed with the size of the knots you're dealing with. 
Yeah, no, that's really, it's profound on a level because, you know, a lot of what I talk about is like getting to the root cause of our health issues, right? And and you're, you know, really truly getting there because it, it becomes about energy and, you know, what our body has done with things that have happened to us over time. So I, I find that really interesting, <laughs> we'll yeah. just say, yeah. Yeah, and your, your system already knows what's next. That's sort of what I try to show rather than telling them what I'm already sensing feeling and noticing my approach is more helping them understand their system their body is already communicating to them and there are ways to um approach that and and work with that um, gently and lovingly yeah absolutely and the loving piece is huge because I know so many many of the women I talk to are, you know, we're beating ourselves up because we can't lose the weight or we can't give up this thing or we, you know, can't do X, Y, Z or don't ever feel well and feel like we're doing all the things. And there's, there's more to it, which is kind of what we're getting into with this. Um, yeah. Which to me, again, comes back to that numbing or avoiding mm-hmm. <laughs> or beating up. We should add to that. Yeah. And the strategies are not necessarily to blame um but there are just things we've learned and assumed to be love or we observed and assumed to be love from what we've seen what we've been exposed to this lifetime or others Hmm. so the deconditioning becomes a daily work of saying okay this strategy that i'm using first of all becoming aware even that you are numbing yourself or you have been ignoring this body part that has this blazing pain or you know not feeling or numbness you have been ignoring it and now you finally say i'm willing ready and able to look at this and discover what wounds are there um and then it becomes a journey of um i like to explain it as the work that I do, I like to think of it in two elements. There is a self-healing part. You need to be doing your daily work. And then the healing part, when you partner with a healer like me and um, the self-healing, the daily part is crucial because imagine that you're a house and you come in and the first thing you want to do is on a daily or weekly basis to make sure that there's not dust. So you just do your vacuuming, you know, maybe mop the floors, um, I don't know, brush your sinks or whatever it is that you do. And then my job is when you come in say, oh, okay, you've been doing the daily work, great. Now we can open up that cupboard, that chakra, and let's unpack everything that you've been hiding at the back of the closet. <laughs> Let's bring them out into the light (laughs) and then we'll just throw away what needs to be thrown away and give some honoring and love to what needs to be loved and displayed and so on. But if you come to me with your house unclean, Mm -hmm. before we can go into the cupboards, we need to do general house cleaning. And the same with after, if you've been working with me for a while, three sessions, five sessions a year, I'm going to say at the end of it or during it, you still need those daily practices. It's like brushing your teeth to maintain a certain um, level of kindness to yourself so we can jump to the back of the cupboard. (laughs) Got it. 
I love that. And I love that analogy because I think so many of us can relate to like, I've been on a decluttering mission in my actual house, you know, this, this spring. And the, I, I just love the idea of like, we have to do that with our body too, because we carry around so much stuff and it messes with our system on an energetic level as we're talking about. Yeah. So, and you decide what that daily practice looks like for you. Maybe it is just opening a window and taking three breaths. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is being seated in meditation. For, for me, it is. Um, or perhaps it's working with crystals or working with a dedicated mantra. And then it becomes, okay, perhaps choosing one practice that you're drawn to. And again, for me, that was the crystal healing. That was the mantra practice. You need to figure out what's yours. And then saying, okay, I'm going to take 21 days or 40 days and really commit to this practice and see, you know, see what level of kindness I can maintain towards myself. And what happens is when you commit to the practice, the practice also commits to you. So it begins to show you its little hidden joys. And it begins to open up for you little cabinets you haven't quite opened up yet. So, um, and then the next moment you're ready to open up like a bigger cabinet and take out a bigger <laughs> not to look at. Yeah have a solid basis that uh, you can rely on you can get back to so that becomes your haven that your um, refuge when yeah. you need some support no that's great and it's like you know, I talk about this a lot it's like you're building a new muscle to really help support yourself and you know you gotta work it and gradually you can you get stronger and stronger and are able to take on more and more so that's really and cool. not only that, what if you were not only doing it to get to stronger muscles or to the end results, but you were loving the practice, you were yeah. being devoted to the practice. Um, and one of the ways I help encourage people with that is I have uh, practice journals that they can actually find. Um, and purchase and it's one of them is a 40-day peace mantra journal and the other one is a crystal healing journal uh, for 21 days you get to be with one to seven crystals that you choose but the thing there isn't um you know to check one more thing in your to-do box it's to really be with that practice to really breathe with that practice and see and to hit the walls where you're resisting to practice that is the practice the yeah, practice yeah. isn't to say om shanti om om peace home 108 times like real quick and you're done no you stay with the saying it out loud or saying it internally and you you hit those knots and then over time, you'll be like, okay, I know you're there, but let me, let me just say this a little gentler then. Like, I feel like we're 
resisting each other. So you learn to have a conversation with yourself. And the same with crystals, the same crystal that you have been having on your shelf for 10 plus years has a lot to say to you. Have you taken the time to hold it in your hands in a way that you would hold um, a baby, a pet, because this is another vibrational structure. I'm hesitant to use being for, you know, it's strange to some people, but this is another vibrational geometric electrical structure. And so are you, your fascia is made up of crystals. Your, the water in you is a liquid crystals. Your DNA is a liquid crystal. Your bones are made up of actual minerals and crystals. So you have a lot in common with this physical structure that you can hold in your hands and appreciate. And imagine appreciating this crystal for 21 days, for 42 days, for more days. And then you could potentially do the same with yourself. All of a sudden, the way you hold yourself changes, the way you relate to yourself changes. You become less of a project that needs completion, more of a beingness that you get to appreciate. I love that. Um, something that's been coming up a lot on the show is, you know, the the context of who are we being, and you're you're really tapping into like becoming a being with you, like you know, of love and light and all the things that you know for yourself first, and then that automatically goes out to the world, which is really yeah. cool. The other thing that happens when you you lean on those daily practices, daily um, touch points with with life in you and around you is that um, the weight of your wounds, because our wounds are not static, they're dynamic, they're dynamic quantum beings. And the more you can relax into the moment, the more they ease and relax their hold on you too. That's the other thing I'm discovering in myself and for people that I work with or people who choose to engage with my work is um, the daily practice does something that changes the way you engage with the wound and it changes the way you get activated by the wound. And it, in, in time, it begins to change the wound itself too. So it's, it's so precious and it's so easy to just sit down for five minutes to breathe with the window open. Just sit down with five to 10 minutes with a crystal in your hand. Sit down with your mala with the 108 bead, um, you know, necklace and chant, you know, something you like. It doesn't have to be a Sanskrit mantra. You could just say peace. You could just say joy. So it's it just feels it's um imagining your container as it, this big bowl you're dripping this goodness every single day so uh, eventually your bowl is going to fill up and overflow yeah i don't know about people listening but i'm kind of like getting this just like really peaceful vision of, <laughs> like i'm like that sounds really nice <laughs> Can I just do that all day long? <laughs> yeah. 
so there, there's kind of like two pieces of this that I, I wanted to expand on a little bit for our listeners, because I think a lot of this might be, you know, new to, to a lot of people. Um, and so maybe the first we should talk about is just the chakras, like what are they? Because uh, I've alluded specifically to the throat chakra and chakra and related to thyroid, because um, that's something I've experienced and a lot of the women I work with have experienced, but maybe you can just help me run through, like, what are they? How are they connected? Well, physically, they're uh, energy vortexes. They are um, just like a whirlpool in your bathtub. They rotate in two directions, actually, on front of the body and behind the body in certain uh, electrical um, crossroads, if you will. And they take in and redistribute energy <clears throat> through smaller chakras in your body and in your system. So that's physically what they are even though you don't see them you can actually uh, after a little training you can feel them with the palm of your hand you sort of get stopped you know where these centers are one is your throat like you were mentioning one is the heart Mm -hmm. Um, there are different systems that work with 12 chakras seven chakras in the yoga system there are actually 144,000 chakras in your body (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, because there are big and small energy vortexes that work together. Yeah. Uh, but energetically and on a quantum level, the chakra system is also an archetypal and symbolic evolutionary map. So we get born the first chakra, that's the container. We get born into the body. And the first chakra is the one that forms the first because um, we then learn to hold our pee. Yeah, we hold our pee. So we stand up the legs <laughs> and then we hold our pee. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing we learn to do is right above, below the belly button is the second chakra, which is where the kidneys are associated with it, your sensuality, your sexual organs are associated with it. And um, the sense of flow, things coming in and out like your emotions. So if you look at a three-year-old, four-year-old, they're learning to hold their emotions in the container of their body. And a lot of times things get overflowing. Yeah. Things flow. <laughs> I always say three was so much worse than two. <laughs> That's probably why. Well, then the third thing we, we learn is above the belly button, below the diaphragm is the third chakra is self-control, self, self-power being empowered now we not only exist in a body we not only have emotions that we don't quite know what they're about we now can say oh i like this meal i don't like this meal i like this friend i don't like this friend so you begin to go into the realm of boundaries okay then comes the heart the extension are the arms and this is the place of you became an individual by owning your power. Now you are existing in the universe, in the community as a person, and you can't exist alone. You exist in community and you give and receive things. You give things and you receive things and there needs to be a balance with that. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to express yourself creatively with your word, with your life with the way you are the way you dress now we're going into the teenage years (laughs) you begin to find your individuality through uh there's creation on the second chakra too but this is a more refined expression on the fifth chakra the throat 
And then you begin to realize coming into the sixth chakra, um, you begin to realize there are things unseen, there are things, um, there are deeper things to understand and be with. There are political issues, there are spiritual issues. So you begin to go deeper into life. And then the seventh chakra is your relationship to time and your relationship to your soul purpose. And you begin to say, okay, I have this physical body, the emotions, the connections, the creativity, the inner seeing. Now, what do I do with this? Got it. What do I do with this? The, in terms of wounds, they can manifest a million different ways. Mm-hmm. If you were a child who wasn't seen, heard, um, wasn't spoken to. So there's a chance that the wound may show up physically here, but there's a chance that um, you took not feeling seen, heard and understood and listened to as a indication that you weren't lovable. Mm-hmm. And that made you sad that it might show up in your heart as this weight, as this not. Or let's say you took all of that, you know, you weren't seen, understood, you, your needs weren't met the way mm-hmm. you needed them. It might show up in your third chakra, in your personal power as anger for things that have been unjust or for things that could have been. So there's a million ways the wounds show up in your energetic ecology. The thing to know about that is you don't need to know anything about chakras to work with chakras. You just close your eyes and you follow your body. And to me as a healer, when you close your eyes in a session and you say, I'm feeling a big rock on my belly on the left side I know we're going to go into issues that has to do with the mother with the powerlessness or if you feel a knot on the right side I know there might be issues of hidden pain trauma and hidden anger so it's my job to evaluate that but for you let's say that you found that knot somewhere in your body I don't know your right shoulder because we're carrying the weight of the world mm-hmm. Just close your eyes and think of what that reminds you of. What does it feel like? Mm -hmm. If you were to describe it, for me, this is like carrying that edit weight. So you begin to tell the story of that knot. And then you just begin to ask questions to it. What do you need? How can I support you? How can I balance things? What can I let go of a little bit? So all of this sounds very like you might think to yourself, you're, you're doing this, but the way to know that it's working is that you will feel an actual physical relief there mm-hmm. when you're able to make contact and when you're able to release some of the weight. And that's, that's what I do in my yeah. one-on-one client work. Um, and then what happens with the daily practices, you may become more in touch with where those points are where the knots are in your energy system. Yeah. And that's all about, you know, getting connected to ourselves. I think so many of us go through life, not paying any attention to us, like the physical vessel until something happens that forces us to, I know that's been, that was my own story. And that's a lot of the women that I work with. And so I love this. It's just a, 
a general practice to like stay in tune and yeah, and then the thing to remember is the chakras don't stay static either same with right. the moon. we we actually are more open in the morning in the evening just like a flower we're a little bit more close um depending on when you're in your moon cycle i find that the closer i am to when my moon cycle starts my chakras are a little tighter my energy field is like let me go inward a little bit mm-hmm. and then during ovulation i go a little bit more like a blooming flower but uh, so you gotta find again that touch point of relating to yourself is so important because you your needs change every single day every single moment to say to be able to say just like you were mentioning instead of just going through the day with no mind with no attention to say okay what it is that i need right now <laughs> and yeah. go from there that, that being and then your- do it and not feel guilty or you know convince ourselves that someone else needs someone else's needs are are greater than ours because yeah. i talk a lot about that and how we put everyone else before ourselves as yeah. well yeah yeah how and how yeah. you can be still lovable if you disappoint others by putting your own needs first yeah definitely and so you explained a little bit about this, but I just had, you know, for my listeners, I'm sure they have questions too. Like crystals are completely new to me. So, um, you know, are there in, and I, I totally understand and can visualize, you know, them as a, a tool to help rebalance us bioenergetically just because they contain some of that energy, but are there certain types of crystals? Like do some crystals have different energy versus others? Like, is there a place to start if you're totally new to that? I don't know what insight you have there. You start today. Start you start today. with the crystal you have. Okay. In your jewelry box or in your windowsill. And then the next question to ask is not um, you take your crystal and you don't ask, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. Because when you meet a person, you don't ask that question. You say, right. hi. Or when you meet another energetic <laughs> being that you consider respectful and honorable, which by the way, crystals are ancestors. They've been here for millennia and they are your building blocks. They contribute to the life that you are. So they are your ancestors. So you say your name and you introduce yourself to a person and then you begin to get to know them. That's my approach, at least. I actually tried when I became a first, um, you know, and I became a mom and had my, I don't know, stumbling. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, you know, got interested in crystals and my first impulse as an engineer and as a previously, you know, corporate person is, let me read everything. Yeah. so unsatisfactory even online everything is like rose course does this and then another source says something else and i i found wanting to come back to the experience that i was having with the crystals which was i could feel that there was an energetic conversation going on that didn't need to be named classified limited mm-hmm. by someone else's experience so i do have an online course called Crystal Healing Simplified where I teach how and why crystals work. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot that we could go into with that. But for the sake of 
keeping it simple, it's simply uh, a combination of you. Crystalline healing is you, your mm -hmm. crystal, your intention, and time. What is the time you spend on that particular meditation or the time you keep coming back to it? That creates crystal healing magic. Um, you can complicate that for sure. You can say, I only need rose quartz for this issue. I only need a blue crystal for my throat because the blue is the <laughs> color of that chakra. Of course, you can go that route and people have amazing experiences that way too. But I honestly didn't. And I've had amazing experiences. I actually uh, found out that I'm a clairaudient and clairvoyant through repeated um, dedicated crystal healing that I have been doing on myself. And um, crystals can open many doors for you, but you gotta choose how you relate to them in a way that's loving and cultivate that relationship. So if you're curious about that, um, you could certainly take a look at my crystal healing journal, which gives you a little mini introduction and then walks you through a 21 day practice with 21 different ways to connect with your crystals. Um, but also if you're just wanting to do this on your own, just get started. Don't wait for being an expert. What does an expert mean? It's someone who did the same thing that you would be doing. They took a couple crystals that's how it all starts <laughs> or, I don't know maybe they had some from childhood from their mom or dad and then they began to explore and then they wrote down what they what they explored so why shouldn't you do that for yourself why should you limit yourself to uh, someone else's observation in place of acquiring and living in your own lived experience that's the way I see it yeah. yeah I really like that and you know I think it's easy we we always want to look outside of ourselves for answers or out you know I, I know I did a lot of that when I was going through kind of a traumatic marriage and divorce and I was seeking an answer from anyone but me because <laughs> I didn't like the answer that I was coming up with but I think this you know that's kind of just a contextualization but you know don't be afraid to look within ourselves because ultimately our bodies are intuitive and they tell us stuff when you tune in long enough to yeah and that's not to say if you encounter something that feels overwhelming by all means get help right um but yeah. the initial touch points again your system and the crystals will not take you to where you are not going to be able to handle it they're very gentle and your system already knows what it can let go of to that daily practice so all you need to do it is get started awesome well where can people go to learn more and connect with you Dhamma? yeah so they can go to a drop of um my name means a droplet in turkish and a drop of om is actually the symbol for the vibration that we carry and a symbol of what is in the um universe is also in you so we are droplets of vibration swimming in a sea of vibration and there's so much beauty and um, healing potential in that if you were to see yourself just as a physical body and things are hard to change in that physical body versus when you're a vibrational being the um, possibilities are limitless 
So yeah. uh, at doorperform.com, I actually have a quiz they can take called uh, your energetic wounds quiz that will help you discover what specific energetic wounds you have and how they show up in your life. So that's the starting point. You need to figure out what the wounds are to get to the next step, which is healing them. Uh, I have a bunch of different tools. I mentioned the journals. I have um, a mantra healing, a mantra um, practice journal. I have a crystal healing journal. And then I have a, um, a few online courses. And the other resource that's out there for people is that I have an online monthly membership where I share um, crystal energy healing sessions on a monthly basis, uh, which are meant to help support your energy system in the best possible way and help you begin to dive into those wounds. Perhaps you're not quite ready to work with a healer just yet, but you want to sort of get an understanding and begin to dive into those wounds. So that would be the next step. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram, Edward on Facebook. I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> So I look forward to connecting with the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll put links to all those things are at the very least social media and your website and the show notes. But I think I, I know I learned a lot from this and just you've got me thinking on, on a whole new level. So I appreciate you coming on and just sharing your expertise and knowledge with us. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.